Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Hallelujah. That's the thing to be, isn't it? Sure beats being defeated. Let's uh, pray and release faith today. Get your Bible, get something to take notes, and come in and join us. We saved you place right up in the front here where I can, I can see if you're getting it or not. Come right on in and let's believe for answers, real answers to real situations. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for all the prayers you've answered, all the needs you've met, all the things you've done for us to sustain us, get us this far. And we know your, your plan's a good plan. You're well able to get us the rest of the way. We know our faith is a factor in these things, and so that's why we're here, to seek you, to get our faith fed, to understand how these things work, and to do our part, uh, to yield to you to do your part, because you never fail. We ask for utterance, anointing, grace, strength, and we'll give you the praise for every good thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn, please, in the great textbook to our scripture again, Hebrews 10. And let's continue with our study that we're calling By Faith. Hebrews 10, 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We've seen repeatedly that faith is not passive. Faith is not weak. Faith requires that you overcome fear, that you are courageous, that you uh, resist weakness and, and are strong in the Lord, that you don't just lay around and, and wait on something to happen, but when you find out what the Lord's given you, you rise up and lay hold of it. And if there's obstacles and walls and things in between you and it, you don't just say it can't, can't be crossed. You say, the Lord will show us. And when he shows you, you act on it no matter how impossible it seems. And that's when you see miracles. And that's when they saw them here in the chapter 11 of Hebrews. Uh, Abel saw amazing things. Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, the list goes on. And we're down to verse 30 and 31 today in Hebrews 11 of our study. It says, verse 30, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. You know, we studied that in some detail uh, yesterday. And if you weren't with us, 
you can easily go back on the website and, and, and get the previous lessons. won't cost you anything. But we, uh, we saw that she made a choice, even though it, from the natural, it put her and her family in danger. And it was something contrary to the way she would have been brought up. And we see from this verse, it says, uh, she perished not with them that believed not. So apparently other people in the city had the opportunity to believe as well. That's interesting, isn't it? It says the ones that perished there in her home city chose not to believe. And, and that's what that word here means is uh, unpersuadableness. You'll find if you'll do a study of the words translated unbelief, that they're not all exactly the same. Paul said, you know, he said, I obtained mercy because I did uh, what he did ignorantly in unbelief. So there is an unbelief that's the result of ignorance, simply not knowing. But you'll see in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, it talks about that first generation of Israelites that perished in the wilderness. It said they couldn't enter in because of unbelief. And if you look at that word and the other words that go with it, it has to do with an, a rebellion, a defiance. They, they, you can't say they didn't know. <laughs> I mean, they had seen miracle after miracle, hadn't they? In Egypt, before he got them out, uh, you couldn't say they didn't know God was real. You couldn't say they didn't know God could do amazing miracles. They've seen it. So they can't plead ignorance. So what's the problem? What kind of unbelief is this? This is a refusal to believe, even in the light of knowledge. A, and the Bible also calls it disobedience, and it calls it rebellion. You'll find that... Um, and in Romans, a couple of places, it refers to the obedience of faith. And it talks about people being obedient to the faith and obedient to the gospel. And unbelief is sometimes used interchangeably with disobedience. And we see that first generation of Israelites, they disobeyed God. They wouldn't do what he said. Why? Because they didn't believe. And uh, faith is evidenced. You know, faith without an action is dead. Well, faith with an action shows real faith. Faith is evidenced by obeying. We already saw with Abraham, one of the verses here in Hebrews 11 is by faith. You know, he left his home and family where he grew up. He went out not knowing. The Bible said he obeyed, not knowing where he was going. Why did he obey? Because he believed. Why would people disobey? Because they don't believe. Can you see this? So th these, these two things are tied together. Faith and obedience. Unbelief and disobedience. And so uh, apparently other people in the city saw some of the same things and, and knew some of the same things Rahab did. But they chose not to believe. And they perished. And you know, you can't control what everybody around you chooses to believe. 
but you, no matter if everyone around you chooses to believe and you're the only one that makes it out, <laughs> Rahab and her family made it out. Can you say amen? amen? And that's because by faith, she chose to believe her. Uh, James even talks about this, that her, her faith uh, was e evidenced by her deed. James 2, 24 and 25, and this is in, uh, I'll read it out of the NIV, well, verse 25, it says, in the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. And then it says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Her faith was abundantly demonstrated by her harboring them and hiding them and trusting them, putting that scarlet rope in her window and counting on uh, being saved. And she's got her own verse. <laughs> Not everybody can say that in Hebrews 11. Let's go back to Joshua, uh, book of Joshua, and continue our study here. We saw that the Lord told Joshua he, he was with him, just like he was with Moses. He demonstrated it in the, the splitting of the Jordan. And they were able to cross. And uh, the scripture says, you know, the Lord even brought up, uh, the, you know, the similarity of the crossing of the Red Sea. And uh, we mentioned that, you know, God wants every generation to see his power and to see his glory. Well, in, uh, in the uh, fifth chapter here, There's so much here to talk about, but we uh, we got to get these walls down. Is that right? Um, in the fifth chapter, in the last part of it, it says, uh, verse 13, It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and said, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, no, <laughs> but as the captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? <laughs> and, you know, this is a real revelation here. Uh, when it comes to uh, armies, when it comes to teams, <laughs> when it comes to all these things, people are trying to pray for my side, my side. <laughs> you know whose side the angels are on? God's side. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> God's side. And he said, no, as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And the Lord fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said to him, uh, what saith my Lord to his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, loose your foot shoe from off your foot for the place whereon you stand is holy, and Joshua did so. So this is reminiscent of Moses at the burning bush. Can you see that thing after thing, the Lord told Joshua, I'm with you, just like I was with Moses. 
They've seen the Jordan split, just like the Red Sea split. Now he's in a situation where he sees a, a manifestation of a spirit being, an angel, and he's standing on holy ground. Uh, God is the same. Yes. Hallelujah. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's, uh, and you know, you can, you can imagine Joshua thinking, you know, when Moses left, you talk about some big shoes, right? <laughs> to fill. You, now, you know, it was Moses and now it's you <laughs> leading the people. Nobody ever saw the miracles that people saw under Moses. And so I'm sure the Lord knew he, he needs these things. He needs to see. He needs to know. I don't have to just keep looking back to Moses. God's with me. He's with us right now. And in talking about the angels being with you, uh, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that you, if you're going to war, for instance, that you can't pray that the Lord will be with you. If you'll do what the Lord tells you to do, then he is with you. Can you see that? But uh, if you're just men are just doing their own thing, then um, the angels are not there to support everything wild idea <laughs> right, that people might come up with. Chapter 6 says, Now Jericho uh, was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. What little reading I've done about it, Jericho is a very old city. I mean, dating back ancient times of antiquity. But it, it, one reason why it continued and it kept on continuing is because it was fortified with walls and protected. We're going to see, I mean, what's the verse about? The walls, right, of Jericho. And these walls were formidable. And apparently when they shut up inside these walls, they could maintain possibly for years without anybody getting to them if they had food because they had fresh water spring inside the city and apparently these walls were such that you couldn't get in. And so they could, if they were besieged, they could hold out uh, possibly for years. And some of the archaeological uh, diggings and stuff that have been done, they found uh, rem uh, remains of harvest in containers in Jericho, where the walls had uh, fallen. And uh, that indicated that there was no long siege. Because if there had been a long siege, the people would have eaten the food. It also indicated, of course, we know it happened in seven days. That's quick. And we also know the usually the conquering army, one of the main things they wanted was the food. Right? So they would not have destroyed the food. And they saw in these ruins, the food was burned, was destroyed. F complete full containers of food Burn. Why? The Lord told them after they defeated the city to burn the city and not save anything. It was all dedicated to the Lord. It was the first city conquered. And the Lord said, the first one's mine. Hmm? Isn't that interesting how all these things bear out the scriptures? But, but keep reading. 
the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given into your hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Now let's just stop right here. If you didn't have this, you shouldn't even be out here at Jericho. Right? If the Lord didn't tell you it's yours, you shouldn't be out there trying to do anything with it. But the Lord calls those things that be not as though they were. He says, I've given it to you. As far as he's concerned, it's yours. It sure doesn't look like it. Right? You're on the outside looking in. Another one of those uncrossable barriers. Right? <laughs> and so... Uh, he said, you shall compass the city, all you men of war, and go round about the city once. You shall, uh, thus shall you do six days. And the seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. That's a lot of sevens, isn't it? Seven, we see is the number of uh, completion. And in the very beginning, God created the heavens and the earth six days and he rested on the seventh means he's done, right? And we see that in the book of Revelation. We see seven churches, seven angels, seven trumpets, seven seals. Uh, God uses this number. And so when they do this, the, the seventh time, the seventh day, it will complete what they need to do, and now God's going to do something. Hallelujah. And that's where every one of us wants to be, right? We don't want God waiting on us, having told us what to do, and we're not doing it, or we come up with some different plan, or whatever the case might be, and then wait and think we're waiting on God, think we're waiting on God. We saw this earlier. When did that Jordan split? When? The moment they did what he told them to do. The moment their feet hit the water at the edge. Not before, but right then. When did the, the Red Sea split? The moment that Moses stretched out his hand, did what God told him to do, and, and, and the Lord actually told him, quit, quit praying to me. Quit crying to me. Tell the people, go, move, move. Can, can you see the connection between an act of faith and the manifested power of God? Can you see it? Oh, this is, this is something the enemy so tries to hide and so tries to confuse people about. But this is how it works. Uh, if you, if, to get a miracle, you got to do what Jesus' mother said to him. Whatever he says to you, right? Do it. And, and the moment you act in faith, doing what he told you to do, that's when you'll meet the power of God. You, you want to get to the place where you have done everything you can do to do what he told you to do. Because that's when he's going to show up. Hallelujah. That's when he shows up. But if you don't do what he told you, you won't see the manifestation. So... Um, he tells them to, to go 
uh, with the priests and the trumpets. Verse 5, it'll come to pass that when you make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. Now, the language is uh, very specific here. And I noticed in, in studying this again, um, how many modern translations get it wrong. Because they use the word crumble. And the Bible didn't use that word. That is not the word. Didn't say the word. You know, you know, you got to watch about songs. The walls came tumbling down. <laughs> and ain't what the scripture said. What did the scripture say? Fell down flat. The Hebrew is literally under it. Under it. We'll see what that's talking about in a little bit. And then it says, The people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Now, this is different from all the soldiers funneling into a break through the wall. Everybody just went straight up and in. All around. Describes what happened. Look with me. I believe we have a picture of uh, some things about this wall. If we can put it up, then go ahead and, and put it up for me. This first one is an illustration of uh, what happened with this wall, what, how it was made. Um, we're told that it was a three-tier structure. And there was actually a, a, a moat dug on the outside. And then there was earthen embankment. There was the wall and earthen embankment. Then another. Uh, there was a stone retaining wall about 15 high, foot high. Then there was this earthen embankment. And then there was another wall uh, that wound up about 20 to 26 feet high. And it was about... 40 or 50 feet high. And it was the height of a four-story building, but because of where you were way out at the embankment, it looked like almost 10 stories to get up. So you can see why they would think there's no way, right? I mean, even if you manage to get into the first place, that just means all the soldiers on the wall can shoot arrows at you down there. You're trapped. And so you can see why they, they felt so safe in there. They're like, you know, nobody can get to us. And the Bible tells, not the Bible, but the archaeological studies said they had fresh harvest in those containers. I mean, they, they just uh, got the harvest in. They can stay there a long time. They got water. They got food. But uh, what did the Lord say? I've already given it to you. Is that right? <laughs> I've already given it to you. And what does faith say? Faith then is sure that it's ours. Before we see any way to get past this wall, faith says it's ours. I believe we have another graphic if you would uh, put that up if we're able to. This is an artist's rendering and that doesn't mean that's the way it happened uh, as far as the, the parts that broke out because that's not accurate. But do you see the houses in there? 
we're told Rahab's house was on the wall. Can you see that? So you know it's got to be a massive structure if people's houses are part of it as well. So you, you can take that off. Let's go back to the text. I just wanted, to, wanted you to see, we're not talking about some little 15-foot high fence out here, right? <laughs> and of course, it makes sense when you look at it, how would that be any protection, right, from an army coming in? And how does anybody have their house on it, right? It's got to be big. It's got to be massive. And the Lord himself said, I, I guess, was it Deuteronomy 9 or so in there? He, he said that when they got there, they were going to see giants uh, or the people great and tall and, and going to see the cities walled up to heaven. That's how they were described. So these, from these people's perspective, they'd, been, they'd have been like skyscrapers to them. They'd have sat back. And of course, it was kind of a visual effect too because you were, you were actually down in a moat <laughs> all this distance out. So it looked massive. It looked 10 stories high. Looked like there's no way. But how many know when there seems to be no way? Huh? <laughs> God is the way. He already knows the way. He's already prepared the way. And so... Uh, uh, the Bible said, verse 6 of chapter uh, 6, I guess it is, Joshua, the son of Nun, called the princes, and uh, he said, Take up the Ark of the Covenant. Let the seven priests bear the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Pass on and compass the city. Let him that is armed pass on before the Ark of the Lord. And it came to pass... When Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets and the rearward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall you shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city going about it once, and they came to the camp and lodged in the camp. Now this is very specific. You remember the phrase we saw, the obedience of faith. Now, what's amazing to me is nobody is supposed to say a word <laughs> out of all this big group of people the whole time they march around the entire city. <laughs> I just think of trying to do that today. <laughs> right? <laughs> just, just my own bunch, my own group. If I could say, now guys, don't say a word. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> huh? How many times... People think, well, I know they said don't say anything, but it's all right. I need to tell you this. <laughs> do you think it was important that they do exactly what the Lord told them to do, exactly the way he told them to do it? Everybody say, obedience of faith. Hallelujah. And we're out of time. <laughs> we'll need to pick up right here, if we can, on our next class session. 
come back with us. We still got to get these walls down. <laughs> How many know they're coming down? Is that right? They're coming down. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.